0: the DH. I really like Red Laurie and I bet I could
1: watch you strike out A-Rod all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing forever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Seal Tank Romeo and Juliet Volpets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Resting Pitch Face. This is episode 48. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Um, as always, catch us on our Twitter, Resting Pitch with no G. Um, check out our, ep- our backlog of episodes and a host of other things on our website, restingpitchface.com. That has links to other, other articles that may have been written and uh, links to our merch store and other ways you can, uh, can listen to us. And you can always email us at our Gmail, restingpitchface dot, at gmail.com. Kind of going to just jump right into it. Uh, We've been away for a little bit, so the season has officially started. And uh, around the league stuff, um, free agency hell has still continued. I was happy to see that Geo found a good home. I know. um, Having played in Scranton. (laughs) Apparently he was just everything i hear about Gio in scranton though it was like i wish it wasn't that uh, a minor league situation in scranton because he was being so nice and apparently making office jokes all the time he was right wearing... like, everybody
2: food constantly yeah and shoes he bought them all shoes yeah
1: like expensive shoes but like yeah he was wearing um the office t-shirts like constantly and and i just it's so cute why is he such a cute person
2: Um, He is now back with the Brewers, Yes. um, which like everyone was like, Gio Gonzalez had a decent last season. He belongs in a major league club. Like he also, and we know this from watching him forever, is an innings eater. Oh yeah he will eat you up some innings. They're like, well, he'll throw a hundred and blah, blah, blah pitches a game. I'm like, yeah, but that's over four and a half innings, guys. But no, for for real, yeah. he, you know, he would go deep enough into games to hand it off to the bullpen. And frankly, in the world where a fifth starter is like optional at this point, like mm-hmm. let him be your option.
0: Yeah, and, and I, it's not like the Yankees are so healthy or so perfect that like him being in their minor league system was obvious. Yeah. Of that, like they never called him up. Really, the Yankees have like the. Hi- I just heard this the other day. I think on Rhea Butcher's podcast. They right now have the highest total WAR on the aisle in history. Oh my God! And the they have- second, they just beat the record held by I believe the twenty seventeen Nationals. Oh my lord,
2: that that is quite a record. Yeah. I was I wanted to look that up to to see. But cause I know like we were obviously like that was when the Mets were super injured and everyone's like, uh, guys, you might want to look down route 95. Cause like mm-hmm. we're a mess too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we were a mess under dusty. So like. Yeah. What, well, so the Yankees we have
0: beat that record. And yet they still didn't think that maybe Gio could help with that. And also, I mean,
1: like based on at least last season's numbers, AL pitching is not good. Like it's not like we're talking about a very, uh, stacked pitching division where maybe yeah Gio gets gets edged out by you know the Max Scherzers of the world like AL pitching is not great.
0: Andrew honestly Jack, I honestly know what the Red Sox are doing and their pitching is a massive hot garbage.
1: Um,
2: I mean the ball is juiced. Can we oh, all agree yeah. like the ball like Wilmer Defo second deck home run the ball is a juiced. <laughs> right. You know, it, Andrew Kashner currently has more wins than Max Scherzer because the world does not make sense, and wins are a dumb stat. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, AL pitching. The, the AL pitching I see most frequently is the Orioles, which obviously oh. will
1: bias you. Yeah, you kind of have to take them out of the equation. <laughs> yeah, but I, they are...
0: keep beating the Yankees and the Red Sox. That's yes. what's so embarrassing for the Yankees and the Red Sox right now. They are losing to the Orioles, and it is glorious.
2: Um, I was at a book event where uh, Emma – it's either Baccalauri or Bassalori, and I, I'll be honest, I, I've only seen it um, – Uh, and when she introduced herself, I wasn't focused on how to pronounce her last name, um, said that she thought that the Orioles were going to be the, like the replacement team this year. Like when we say wins above replacement, Hmm. we mean the Orioles. (laughs) Though I did see the David Hess no hitter that ended in them just pulling him for no reason. Because Orioles. That's the reason. (laughs) Because Orioles. (laughs) That was painful. He literally thought it was a joke. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was April 1st and everyone was like, you have nothing to live for. And, you know, it was his first start, and I think they didn't want to overwork his arm, but like, no hitter.
1: Yeah, at least let him continue going for a little while. Like, like, like oh. I, I, you know, to put on my tinfoil hat that I don't actually own, mm-hmm. like, the Orioles are trying to lose as many games as possible. Do you think they pulled him? They're like, shit, we might win one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. Um I do know that I am I'm involved in uh Organizing an Orioles event uh, For September Which we'll we'll plug I think closer to the date um, And we're just like What is the Orioles fan Turnout going to look like on September 22nd
1: um, I can pre- Well I mean I don't know for, for September Depending on if they keep beating the Yankees and the Orioles But I know someone who works at Camden Yeah uh, A beer vendor And he stopped go- bothering to go to, He's like not even working on um, Weeknights Because he's like there's 7,000 people there Wow. Yeah. So he only works the weekends. This is like you can make any money.
2: My my uh husband is from near Buffalo and lived in Buffalo for a while. And he's like, Yeah, there was a point where all the criminals left Buffalo because there wasn't any money to steal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what that reminds me of. It's one way to have the safest place. But yeah, so I have a feeling tickets will be plentiful and cheap. That is the hope. And
2: uh I, I we can talk about this a little bit later. It's it's gonna be a panel thing, and I think it'll be a really good panel. Craig Kimbrell, is he on a farm? Like, is he happy?
1: I hope (laughs) so. He's out there chasing uh, chickens around and generally sleeping under trees and stuff.
2: Yeah, like, (laughs) does he have a herd of goats to lead to a new pasture (laughs) every day? Like, does he get to bark at (laughs) carves?
1: It is a little, like, baffling that he has not been picked up by anyone. And Dallas
0: Peichel, too, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just strange, you know, like I obviously has been strange the whole time because of, you know, like deliberately making it strange, but I think we're past that now we're a month into the season. Like
0: at I some point this... you got to crack
1: and say, okay, you're hired.
0: Yeah. I think this is just a game of chicken where nobody wins.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, I mean, it's very clearly like ownership, de- basically deciding, a, designing a system in which they don't have to pay people what they're worth. Mm-hmm. But it means that the product on the field is less good. And then you, therefore you get people going, you know, 7,000 person games in April. Yeah. yeah. Like we get empty Nats Park. We get empty, you know, Rockies, which we can talk about in a minute. Um, but like the, the less good the product is that people are watching, the few people are going to watch.
1: And then you, and yeah, you're losing out on so much more revenue that it, ownership. But the is revenue really. is the
0: TV deals really anyway.
1: Yeah, but people will stop watching on TV too, you know, like the, the part of the reason we're in this like ridiculous situation with Masson and everything it was because like there was no viewership. Part of it was they created no viewership and then there wasn't much viewership until the net started getting very good. So the Orioles were like, why should we bother paying you equal amounts when you don't have equal ratings.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's two things here though. There's the team's local TV deals and then there's MLB's national TV deals with ESPN for Sunday Night Baseball and for the playoffs. And MLB as a whole has those contracts locked down for years to come. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's huge amounts of money and it's already locked down until you know 2025 or whatever. So for the league as a whole, that's not dependent on viewership. Technically speaking, they have that deal in print. They're not going to not get it. Even if every single person in the country cancels their ESPN.
2: Yeah. And the issue is also, I mean, the blackout restrictions are silly.
0: Mm -hmm. Disgusting. Um, Iowa doesn't have an MLB team and yet is blacked out from six.
2: Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous and disgusting like we it, like i i think we're, we're playing our greatest hits right now like blackout yeah. the blackout deals are terrible ownership <laughs> is colluding and every time i think the word collusion i think of it like joe from from arrested development saying the word ilu- illusions like, <laughs> collusions. um but like they are um they underpay their minor leaguers the the blue jays wanted like big ups for like paying them a decent living wage, despite the fact that they were clearly manipulating Vladito's, uh, contract, uh, you know, like yeah. a whole, uh, it's just, it's rah, that's, I'm a month into the baseball season and I'm just like, lion noises. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, even this situation, like we had this for later stuff and I mean, like, yay, I'm happy, but like Vlad Jr., He's getting called up now so that they can get extra time. They can steal years off of his contract and basically yeah, his defense steal money. Wasn't for him. ready.
0: His defense needed work, and now two weeks later, miraculously, it's fine. His Uh-oh. defense
1: needed
2: a contract saver. I-, I did enjoy the fact that they pinch ran for him, and he's twenty. <laughs> um, and, and a third baseman. Like, yeah, yeah. like he's like stuck in the outfield and not like. Like you have to be able to be mobile to be a third baseman, but they were like, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pinch run for you. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> oh, um, speaking of roster BS, can we take a quick a quick detour into Rosenthal? What? I just I just wanna laugh about the fact that he's on the 10 day IL with a virus. Oh yeah.
1: No, because he took a roster move to the immune infections. system. Immune system. It's like <laughs> well, a lymph and that's not right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, is is the virus called? Oh my God, get your shit together! Is that a
0: virus? <laughs> I mean, if this gives them an excuse to send him to AAA to make a couple of quote unquote rehab starts to just let him figure out his mechanics yeah. somewhere that's not yeah. MLB, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Yet I also am a little bit surprised that this blatant BS is actually allowed.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's very clear. Like, they're like, well, we don't want to put him on you know waivers, and I'm like. Who's going to
1: pick him up, guys? Well, true. I'll also say I didn't – I don't think – if I knew this, I just kept it in the back part of my brain where I wasn't, like, actually looking at it. Um, at the With the veteran status that Rosenthal had in me, this may be for everybody. You can't go on the IL without the player's permis- – like, the player can't go on without giving permission to go on. So it's entirely possible that they were, like, like – th- they get away with it because most players are not – are going to resist going on the IL. And that might be why he – didn't go on the IL until now
2: um yeah i mean i'm i'm surprised they said virus as opposed to back spasms because like yeah back spasms are the gentleman's figure
1: your stuff (laughs) out mary zito Um, (laughs) but then then we are deprived of the term uh my friend marissa coined the other day which is yipsitis (laughs) yipsitis i do love yipsitis i mean i hate yipsitis (laughs) (laughs) i feel like
2: that's the episode title and and not me figuring out uh how to say wiggle entertainingly everywhere in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, this, I was reading an article that, so Jorge Castillo is with the, the LA Times now and I miss him dearly because he was great. I sure. yeah. Um And he was a wonderful reporter. Um, and so he wrote a profile of Alex uh, Verduga uh, who, uh, and he wrote it in both English and Spanish nice cool. and so i read the spanish version and like I, my spanish is is good enough especially at baseball to like get what i need to get out of an article but i had to google translate a few phrases and one was wiggle entertainingly everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like how did i not know how to say that
0: <laughs> yeah i want that on a shirt
2: <laughs> wiggle entertainingly everywhere
0: yes
2: all right we should we should let yeah. jorge know so he can ignore us on twitter <laughs> speaking of other teams yeah.
0: Yeah, so you've been in a few NBA places lately. Why don't you start?
2: Um, So I I have have to confess I haven't been to an ATs game this season. Um, I've watched a bunch, but I haven't been. Um, I've also watched a bunch of Orioles games, obviously, and I haven't been. But I did go to uh, a Cardinals Dodgers game about a couple of weeks ago, and it first of all I wore my Drew Storen jersey as a (laughs) like a reverse troll um and no one said anything about it so i am disappointed in the cardinals as a fan base
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's possible though that we're just kind of a little bit more attached to that than
2: they are um i was wearing i think a sweater over it for part of it and like honestly when you're wearing a red gnats shirt with like a sweater over it it looks like a cardinal shirt Yeah, we got ten dollar tickets where you could see like it was right over home plate albeit up in the in the nosebleeds um day of um like just Kind of an ideal ticket price and experience, mm-hmm. is what I would say. Um, the concessions were not good. Uh, I DM'd someone on Twitter who is a Cardinals person and said, "Hey, where should I eat in the stadium?" And the answer was not in the stadium. <laughs> is it the service that's bad, or is it just that the food is like, blah? The the service was perfectly nice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, generally St. Louis is a fairly nice city, bizarrely, but they are. <laughs> Like in terms of like the service that you get and like the way that that sort of people are tr- are treated, like, like politeness. It's it tends to be pretty polite. Um, like I work with I work with a group of folks in St. Louis, and they tend to be like aggressively nice and very punctual. Um, it's very strange. Um, but like the food was just like this is this is food. <laughs> I am eating carbon. <laughs> <laughs> and nitrogen <laughs> and calories my energy, and some hydrogen um, <laughs> like the, the french fries were okay but like I had like a sausage on french fries because like that was the biggest offering where you're like mm. um, where I know the gnats are doing like some kind of like Philly cheesesteak fusion banh mi at this point
0: yeah you know? I think the thing about the gnats is that the food itself there's interesting offerings most of it is pretty good but the service is just unspeakably bad. Yeah. And uh, it's not
1: gotten better. It's in fact, maybe taken a step backwards. Um,
0: and I would say like
2: the service workers at NASS Park tend to be pretty like nice as people, yeah. um, but they tend to be incredibly understaffed and probably yeah. very, and, and I know for a fact, very underpaid.
1: Um, that's pretty much true for almost everyone who works at Nationals Park.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the food offerings were not, we're not fantastic but i will say like the price was absolutely right and starting a game at 6:45 even though that's not that much earlier than a 7:10 start felt earlier i we I, like i had to leave in the 8th inning cuz i had work the next day and it was 8:45 i also have to say like they shot off fireworks uh every time anyone hit a home run so i saw yadier molina hit a home run and then i heard marcelo zuna hit one <laughs> like from my hotel i heard marcella i was like oh i I, now i know what those
1: exploding noises are (laughs) (laughs)
2: like that distant pop pop pop
1: in the you know it's a a perfectly ordinary explosion
2: yeah is um so i was with somebody who had never been to a baseball game before so and who was very very charmed by the whole experience but um because it was the Cardinals playing the Dodgers, she just kept yelling, go red team beat blue team.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, you could probably say that about most matchups in baseball. It's going to be red versus blue or blue versus blue or red versus red. I I feel like we need to
2: adopt that as a (laughs) chance.
1: Oh, red team beat the beat other blue.
2: color team. Yeah, beat blue team. Um, so that part was great. And when Marce or when uh, I Melina Molina hit a home run and they shot off fireworks and there was music playing and people dancing and stuff, she just turns very loudly to me. And this was like the sixth or seventh inning. Just goes, "Did we win?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No, we, we did not." But you're really great. She's like, "I didn't know there was gonna be dancing." And I'm like, "Yeah." Um, so it was it was actually a very good game experience despite Cardinals. Well, and speaking of purple team,
0: oh yeah. Well, so I spent the past week in Denver, which was awesome. Um, I actually was there just in terms of sort of when my schedule and my move and my everything allowed, and then it turned out incredibly serendipitously when I sort of casually went to see. Oh, you know, like I've already booked my flights. Like, I you know when I'm gonna go. You know what I'm gonna be there. Like, I wonder if the Rockies are home not only were the Rockies home, but of course the Nats were there. And so I literally could not have planned this if I had been trying. Like there's absolutely no way that I could have made this happen purposefully, but just the baseball schedule gods were smiling. And this is the first time I've seen the Nats this season. I'm hoping it won't be the only time. I'm hoping I'll be able to get away maybe late summer. Um, coming out of D.C. for a weekend, but I just don't know. There's really no guarantees for my schedule right now. So I was really, really psyched. Um, And it's, of course, a stadium I've never been to. I love purple. I love Ian Desmond. Um, I actually had found a purple pen somewhere when I was cleaning up my desk before I moved. And so my scorebook for the whole series is done in purple pen, which makes me really happy. That is very Um, yeah, now you would make say, me want to color code out my scorebook for every team that we're playing. That's a bad <laughs> thing to make me want to do. <laughs> I mean, it might be a little much to do for everybody, but the Rockies and purple is just fun enough that I feel like that's worth it. Mm-hmm. But no, I would say the the stadium was really nice. Um, we sat in three different sections for the three different games because new stadium, why not kind of mm-hmm. get to know it? Um, and I would say the best vantage point, the one that we liked the best was we were kind of what you were talking about said, high above home plate, but, like, right behind the plate. Mm -hmm. So you have a really good view of balls and strikes. Um, We were sitting lower and, like, a little bit up the third baseline, but fairly close to home the previous game.
2: So closer to Nolan Arenado. Yes, which is great. (laughs)
0: Um, And it's cool to be closer, but at the same time, you can't really see where the ball is because the ump and the catcher are in the way. Yeah, so I actually liked being higher because you can – either agree or disagree with the ump fairly effectively whereas if the ump is blocking your view you have to take his word for it which i don't like doing <laughs>
2: <laughs> umpires are they are they not trustworthy
0: sometimes <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, and then the last game we were sitting in center and i was really looking forward to have like and then he was not in the lineup that day mm-hmm. um but we were over the bullpens which was fun because they have that whole like nature preserve
1: god that's right they're one of the teams that has like like trees and stuff.
0: Yeah, there's a big fountain and a bunch of trees. Apparently the previous night, Doolittle had been wandering around in the nature preserve under the batter's eye, which apparently you can just walk out of the bullpen into, which seems weird. I, I um, I don't, I, I would do that if it was me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would too, but apparently he found a camera and was like not really clear. Was this a TV camera? Was this a security camera? was this a conspiracy theory camera? <laughs> um, so he stuck his face in it and waved and it turned out it was Masson. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: awesome. if,
0: if, if any, if any
2: I guess, uh, relief pitcher is likely to be a Sasquatch, it might be due.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually, I was obviously not watching on Masson because I was there, but I think they were riffing on like finding a Yeti. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, so being over the bullpens was really cool. Um, I stuck my face over a whole bunch. At one point in one of the games when he was walking back from the bullpen, I did get a wave from Dude, which was cool. Also, there was this really funny phenomenon. I don't know if this – I've just never seen it before. It must happen other places when games are cold, but it just seems like this must happen so much at course because it's often cold that they should have a better system than this. Every time a Nats reliever was done – in the next half inning, like in the in the turnover time between the half innings, mm. someone, usually a bat boy, but occasionally this woman in khakis who was incredibly fast would run their sweatshirt in from the bullpen to the dugout and then run back.
1: So they had a human bullpen cart for shirts. That's yes. So- I was gonna say like they couldn't keep extra sweatshirts in the dugout or perhaps this would be a use for a bullpen cart. They right. could just like, we leave their sweatshirt really, on the cart.
0: We were confused about why there was not like have another sweatshirt or like have a better way to do this. Like, cause there's only so much time. Right. And so this, this woman in like business clothes was just like sprinting. Like I've never seen, like, she was not that tall either, at least from where, we, I mean, you know, you're compared you're comparing to baseball players but like it's a big field and Mm -hmm. she was just getting it i have no idea who she was or like what her role was in the stadium but we were like cheering her on because it was really fun to watch but yeah i don't know i don't know what that was they were just this was the run of the sweatshirts like every half inning after the relievers (laughs) were done um the bullpens are also pretty funny there because so they're they're the romeo and juliet bullpens where there's a fence between them and like the relievers Mm -hmm. can make faces at each other through it I, um, I like that as a term. <laughs> thank you. I coined it actually at um City Field when Storen and Clifford were on opposite teams there. Yeah. So so I was, you know, thinking that they could talk to each other through the fence. And that's when the term occurred to me. Do you think they but passed anyway. notes? What? Do you think they passed notes? I bet they did um but yeah so they have they have romeo juliet bullpens they also have like this funny underneath space where you can like hang around and that's where the benches are so the above ground part is really only where you are if you're throwing and then they have this funny underground bit and on the home side there's like three banks of like mesh window things that you can see the game through and you can see the relievers through if you're watching and then on the visitor's side there's like one and it's really small So, like, maybe three people can see what's happening in the game at once and everybody else is just, like, behind a wall. But also what it reminded me of more than anything was when you go to the aquarium or the zoo and you have, like, the two vantage points for the seal tank. (laughs) Like, here's where you can see them signing themselves. And then, like, here when they go underwater, like, walk over here and there's this big window and you can see them swimming around upside down under the surface. That's what these bullpens reminded me of. (laughs) Seal tank Romeo and Juliet bullpens. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) I feel like seal tank Romeo and Juliet is going to be the episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, no, but it was a cool ballpark. Things were slightly less overpriced in terms of food, which I was impressed by. I did get a Desi shirzy, although the guy that I asked to help me get it down off the wall tried to talk me out of it. Why? Oh, no. Because he's hitting so badly. What? Did he work for the ballpark? No, this was okay. just a random fan who was oh, tall, okay. who I flagged down. Because So they didn't have anything Desi in the women's, of course. Why would you put the most attractive men in baseball on the thing women's cut? Like, that's, you know, super logical. They are right. under
2: the delusion that that's Nolan Arenado.
0: They had but- a lot of Arenado stuff in women. It was mostly Aronado stuff and women's. I think it was Aronado and Blackman, and that was, like, it. So they're, you know, league average on that. But, yeah, they did have Desi in kids. They had adult men's, but they were, like, extra large and double extra large. That wasn't going to happen. Um, but then the kids' large actually fits me totally fine. But it was, like, all the way up on the wall because I guess, like, not that many kids are buying it. Um, so I had to flag down someone tall to help me grab one, and he... Tried to tell me i should get murphy instead <laughs> what yeah so i left his face and walked away. cut him i just i just walked away i was like i don't i don't i think i was even wearing my rainbow hat well what does that have to do with murphy so i i just walked away. yeah i yeah. was like this is this is not a conversation i'm interested in having yeah you're really yeah. stupid I'm just yeah. gonna walk away. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I did get my Desi Shursey. I obviously didn't wear it in the ballpark. So I was rooting for the Nats, but I wore it on my way home, which was fun. Um, but yeah, no. I would say all in all, like very positive ballpark experience. It would have been nice if the Nats had won more than one. Yeah. Decent concessions. Decent walkability of the area. There was a woman outside the main gates that was selling, you know, peanuts, Cracker dikes, water. And she had written, I wish I could remember it. This hilarious little song to the tune of Taking After the Ball Game, about how you should buy from her because everything inside the gates was overpriced. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was my foray to see the Rockies, and I highly recommend it if you're ever in
2: the area. I was gonna
1: say, I think I think
2: between the three of us, we have probably scratched off a good number of uh of ballparks.
1: You guys probably you probably have probably hit more than me. I my- haven't hit very many. I think I'm at like eight, and that's counting two two parks that don't exist anymore. Which eight? Uh, Nat actually, well, yeah, maybe three parks that don't. Well, one exists, but let's pretend it doesn't. So RFA, <laughs> Nats Park, uh, Camden, Veterans, the Bank, City Fields, and Fenway. Does that eight? I didn't count. Actually, yeah, that's right eight. That. Yeah, and three you, of. Oh, and Old Yankee Stadium, which is nine. So three of those don't actually exist anymore.
0: You got me beat. I've got. New Yankee City, Fenway, Wrigley, Coors, and Nats. So that's uh, six. I've
2: only got six. I have Old RFK, Nats, uh, PNC Park, a whole lot. Um, Cardinals, Marlins Park. And I want to say, uh, I, I feel like that actually might be it. Oh, no, Mariners. Um But I haven't actually ever been to City. I haven't been to the Bank, um, or Fenway. Um, You've been outside
0: Fenway, you just haven't been to a game here. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I mean, I've been in Fenway, um, but, like, not for a game. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've
0: hung out outside PNC, but I wasn't there for a game.
2: Yeah, Uh, but, yeah, I went to, I went to see the Pirates a whole lot when, back in, like, 2003. Um, when again tickets were cheap, beer was cheap, and the view was great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that might be it. I attempted to go to a game at Wrigley, but I had a plane delay, so ended up watching a game outside Wrigley when we gave up a um, grand slam. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it my was great. I was like twelve. I definitely did didn't appreciate it the way I would now. Mm. My main memory of it is my sister and I really wanted ice cream. That's like everything I got out of that game. <laughs> like, In the little hat. Yeah,
2: I was really cute. No, 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 like the ice cream's in the little hat. Oh, yeah. I was off. in the little hat. Okay. We well, did then... not
0: get, we, my parents would never pay for a souvenir or something. I have not yeah, been right.
2: to a Durham
1: Bulls game. Yeah, and a couple of other minor league games, so. All right. but uh, we should probably get talking about the Nets. The one stadium we've all been to the most. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> hey, we called up uh, <laughs> Baby kiboom. I'm currently calling him Kaboom Jr. Mm. And then if the littlest one comes up, I'm going to have to figure out what he is, and I don't know yet. But well, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it.
0: I think the so, third brother may no longer be playing. It's possible. I think he went into business doing something else. Mm. I think no, I, that ship has sailed.
1: Okay, I'm good for him. Congratulations on the rest of your life not being an underpaid, overworked baseball player. Um, <clears throat> minor leaguer, anyway. But yeah, I'm call I'm calling him Kaboom Jr. at least until something better occurs. I like it. Yeah, where
2: are you cool guys cool. on the the Vlady Vladdy Jr. I In like Vladito
0: personally.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm pretty pro, pro Vladito. Um I've I've never had a feeling about it before today, so I I will take Vladito. <laughs> um I like it because he's two hundred and forty five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Like
2: he's yeah. he he's a lot of Vladito. So.
0: Yeah, I I was watching him run the bases, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, you're 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 a lot. I like it."
2: <laughs> it was. I have to say, I was watching I was watching the game for his his first or for his you know first game. I that was really fun. Um, MLB rightly made that the free thing on MLB TV that day. Oh, good. yeah,
0: I didn't think that. I'm really glad they did.
2: Yeah, I was like, yeah, you think. You think that that should be the free one? It's actually
0: been us the bunch recently. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And yeah I, I don't I, know why. I, think... I just I remember a bunch recently pulling up the scores and at that and seeing because it has the little thing at the top if it is mm-hmm. um, and seeing MLB free um, game of the day. But yeah, I was watching. I was watching Little Kaboom. Not bloody Do, But I was following his progress on Twitter. So
2: yeah, I was at a. I was out to dinner and they had the. Um... They had the, the game on for Ladito and then I went back to my hotel and watched the rest of it and then I turned to to baby kaboom and saw him hit a home run.
1: So you saw the important part.
2: Yes. And then not do anything with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> <No.
1: sighs> yeah.
0: It was well, a lot to ask.
1: Continuing though, the tradition of uh, call ups hitting their hitting home runs against the Padres. Yeah. Hitting their first home runs against the Padres. So that was fun, at least.
2: Yeah, I have to say, uh Juanito did hit a, a beautiful home run yesterday too. Yes, he did.
0: Too bad it didn't come to anything. I feel like there's just so much of that going around. Like <sighs> the offense has not been bad.
1: It hasn't been great either, but it's been pretty typically April for the Nats. Like they're they're warm weather boys. You know, they, they need their they need their uh air currents going in the right direction. I mean <laughs> and the also the ball. <laughs> what so what's the bullpen's excuse? The bullpen's excuse is, we don't have a good one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> An excuse or bullpen. Like, who could have seen this coming? We're like, everyone. Everyone, everyone could have seen this coming. It's ba- basically a national tradition at this point. Like, um, Although this is extreme. I, I mean, how do I put this? Like,
2: Bearclaw, Bearclaw is not bad, but he keeps getting pulled. Mm-hmm. In weird situations to bring in Sean, who we love Sean. We yeah. want Sean's arm
0: to stay on his damn body. Yeah. Like, I think what I said on Twitter the other day when Davey was, like, calling out Do for giving up a homer, which I'm really pissed at him for doing. Like, maybe if you weren't treating your goddamn clothes like, a gumball machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a person. You don't put a quarter in and get a save. Yeah. That's not how it works.
1: And you can't rely on one person to carry the entire like that's fundamentally not how bullpen works. And like it's not gonna help anybody else if you're just like, Well, it's it's we're in trouble, it's time for do.
0: Right. Like, like he's not even I so not that I think the closer should only be in for save situations, but right. at this point, he's been in just every situation.
2: Yeah, like yeah leave bearclaw in like he probably is not doing well because he's not getting as much work um and he definitely swore at davy the other day when he came to pull him out and i was like good for you like i'd be me i'd be mad too um like do does tony sip exist i i wouldn't know
0: he warms up a lot
2: he warms up a lot a lot um like you know wander suero I think he's probably going to be pretty good yesterday. Yesterday I said, he has his moments. Like he has his moments, but again, if they're not getting any work, they're not going to get better. Yeah. Um, Morale is going to take a nosedive. Morale must be in the, like it must be subterranean.
0: Yeah. Uh, Like the underground bullpen. Of course.
2: Yeah, like if, like if we all look-
0: the seals are on the on the ground dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh my
2: God. I was just gonna say, like, it's just like they're swimming in a miasma of sadness.
0: <laughs> but they're uh, still swimming upside down, at least. Yeah. To do that maybe that's sea lions.
2: Um, I don't know. Do they have external ear flaps? Did you check?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they all had their hoods up. It was cold.
2: So, but like the morale must be bad. Like, obviously, like a a bunch of guys named Austin who came up and then left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm a
0: little confused about that. I feel like Joe Ross also has barely gotten any work and he I hasn't. don't get that. And, and I mean, he pitched well yesterday. Yeah. And... He got a whole inning yesterday, right? Yeah. And one of the I Rockies was... games, he came in for one batter. I was like, this guy is a recovering starter and you use him for one batter. Yeah.
1: This, this is not a situation to use. Um, Well, not a loogie, but you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's the, uh, he's not a one out guy. No, he and he shouldn't be. If anything, if you're not going to let him be a starting pitcher, which I don't know, you know how he's doing as far as that goes. But like, he should. At, you should at least be grooming him to be like a long reliever. Yeah, because we you don't have one other than
0: him. Yeah. So if you burn him, like we've got, we've got no Craig Stammen out there.
1: Like <laughs> you hurt me you yesterday. Can't. You hurt my feelings.
0: I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was honestly really confused when they brought in Joe for one batter. I was like, yeah. he's never going to get back to even being a long reliever if this is how you're going to use it.
2: I, you know, I have to say with with Davey, like, remember remember who his, like, Sith Lord was.
0: Ooh.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. 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 Not, I
1: hadn't actually thought about that. But like, I
0: hadn't forgotten it because he's batting the pitcher eighth, which at this point... It's not bad, but I'm not sure if it's good.
1: It's, it's fine. Kind of I in. think it's it's just neutral. It's just, yeah. yeah.
0: The only reason it annoys me is that there's not as much space in the eighth spot in my scorebook for <laughs> pinch hitters. So if it's not actually helping or hurting, you might as well just put them back in the ninth spot so that all of us have space to write people in.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's doing some some Joe Madney nonsense. Mm-hmm. But like... It, it also, at this point, like every time we get rid of a relief pitcher, they go somewhere else and they're are good. And I'm like, the problem is us.
1: Yeah. I was, I was talking about this the other day because I, you know, I kind of forgot about this, not forgot about it, but you know, dusty, dusty, who doesn't know how to manage a bullpen bullshit. You know, during the dusty years, like I it wasn't as much of an issue, even if we did have problems and then like, but the Matt Williams years were like the exact same problem. Which makes me think that there's something institutional going on here. Like, yeah,
2: I have to say, whatever bullpen develop, like whatever relief pitcher development we're doing, we need to like take a serious look at it.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's because uh, the coaching staff has totally turned over. Right. So who else? I mean, obviously there's other people. I just don't know who they are. Who else is involved in this that has been consistent and can we can them?
1: I I wonder. I'm not. <sighs> I wonder if it's more like an attitude or an attitude. An attitude or like an ethos that's coming into play here. That and then Dusty just kind of said, Well, you know what? Screw you, I know more. Like I'm smarter than you, so I'm just gonna do what I want to do. But like Matt Williams and Dave Martinez are first time coaches and like not pushing back on on whatever this attitude is. Or somebody's looking at them and going, Yep, that's okay. I don't need to have a conversation with them about this. You know?
2: Yeah, I, I have to wonder about like what is the development program for, for relief pitchers, what is the drafting situation for relief pitchers? Um, why is it that when so like Blake Trinan for Sean Doolittle was a good trade. Yes. Like we clearly got value, they clearly got value. And the fact that Blake Trinan turned out to have like this like disgusting slider somewhere in his body that we just didn't know about and now is in Oakland is fine. Like I'm I'm comfortable with that. Um, but like Felipe Vasquez. I miss
0: him. Yeah, in spite of the weird Game of Thrones situation. Let's <laughs> be nice to Felipe Vasquez. I know, I know, he could kill me with his brain. He could, he he could,
2: but like he turned out to be like not just good, but like really good. Yeah, um, and like we saw f- glimmers of that when he was here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was throwing a zillion with like moderate amounts of control.
2: Um. And now it's like this is 99 miles an hour, and it has movement, and you're like, yeah. how? Why? Who? Why did we let that go? Where? I don't even
1: remember who we got for him. Melanson. Uh,
2: Melanson. Yeah. That's, that's right. right. And and that again turned out to be a decentish trade for the for the time being. Yeah. But like the issue is we have these guys who are good. And then we either ship them out when they're good versus like putting together other trades, or we are not developing them properly and they go elsewhere and they are yeah suddenly very, very like, why is it we had 299 mile an hour guys who had some movement to their pitches? like yeah. how
1: and and we sort of said, ah, eh, you're a you're a piece that we can get rid of." I mean, to to some extent, some of it is thinking in the short term, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like so like the Melanson thing, we needed Melanson in that particular moment. So we said, "Okay, let's get him for now rather than spend the time. But at a certain point, you have to spend the time because a lot of I think a lot of the problems that we're seeing with in terms of performance from our relievers is that half of these relievers are not even from our organization. We went out and we're like, well, I'll just take one of you and one of you and one of you and I guess just hope. Yeah, are, are you a white guy? <laughs> like,
2: do, do you have a, a face that Sydney sees as the void?
0: You'll do. <laughs> uh, I, well, and I think some of it is like, yeah, we've been in this this really untenable win now mode where it really wasn't entirely realistic all the time. Sure as hell ain't, sure ain't realistic now. Right, and I actually think we're finally not in it anymore.
1: I'd like to think that because we're not winning.
0: <laughs> yes, and I think somebody finally noticed that.
1: But then, but we're still not totally changing our approach to
0: things. I, I mean, mean, I'm not saying we should yeah. tear everything down and go through a Marlon style rebuild. Oh, no, God, no. No, no, no. I no, just no, think no, no. that there's been a lot of unrealistic choices that have been made over the last couple of seasons with the ultimate goal of the World Series this season when that wasn't going to happen. I mean Dusty versus Davey, for one, which I mean that money at this point less than Trevor Rosenthal is getting. Of course. Well, we called it Joe Blanton
1: money at the time, and it's yes. still Joe Blanton money.
0: It's still Joe yeah. Blanton money, but I actually think less than Trevor Rosenthal money at this point is a little bit even yeah. more. Do you guys want
2: to hear what Sean Kelly and Brandon Kinsler's FIP is right now or no. uh, ERA? I'm gonna. Am I gonna get angry? Oh, you're gonna get so
0: mad! We also got rid of Sean Kelly for peanuts because he showed an emotion.
2: Yep. Yeah, and 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 Brandon Kinsler, the exact same. Yeah. Yeah, whose nickname was Salt. So like you knew it was coming. (laughs) Like he was a salty dude, apparently. And I'm just like, so ignore him. You're a freaking grown-up, Mike Rizzo.
0: Yeah. I'm actually staring at him right now because he is the April calendar boy. Mike Uh, Rizzo? (laughs) No, (laughs) Kinsler. Okay. I was like, that would be kind of creepy. No, I'm not yeah. interested in microzone and whatever pet he does or does not own. Um it's the entire Kinsler family and two very, very large dogs. Um but like although I actually had it on March for most of April because it was Tanner Roark with a kitten on his head.
1: Oh
0: um, on his head? On his head.
1: Oh,
2: um, but like, okay, I am gonna I am gonna chair. So Brandon Kinsler's Current ERA is, and he's uh, pitched 11 games with the Cubs this season, is 2.53, though with a FIP of 3.51, um, which I think makes sense because he's, he's again, not a strikeout pitcher. Um, and FIP tends to overvalue. Strikeout pitchers and ERA tends to, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Sean Kelly's ERA is 1.64 mm. with, again, 11 games with Texas. Uh, and he has a FIP of of 3.68, but yeah, yeah, because one of them shouted, uh, you know, they both have a whip below one, Um, one of them shouted, and the other was mildly sassy, uh, and we decided that we just wanted to burn everything to the ground.
1: I think my Grizzo has really, really, really thin skin. Because this is not the first time, and I'm sure it will not be the last time. He's been like, you pissed me off, you're out of here.
2: He has, like, the quote about, like, you're either, like, in it or you're in the way. And I'm like, you're a goddamn adult. Yeah. Is he? Honestly? No, no he's not. But like, he should be. He's he's a thin-skinned, whiny baby.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, I have been over him for quite a while. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so, I don't know. Can we just, like somehow medevac the like the Tampa Bay Rays irritating pitcher situation up here (laughs) where they all have a funny motion and there's like they each pitch for like a third of an inning, but like yet they win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know what they're doing. Honestly, that's working. And like, I know what they're doing. I don't really know why it's working, Yeah. but it's working against admittedly the Red Sox and the Orioles.
2: And the Yankees and and the and the Blue Jays, so like we figured out why it's working, <laughs> <laughs> um, because the AL East where everyone's like everyone's gonna be great. I was like, ah, ah, except the Orioles is like, ah, what? I mean, what yeah,
0: happened? the NL the NL East is not doing super hot either. Yeah, I mean, the Phillies okay. are the only team in division that's won their last two games. And if, I read that like if you take the Marlins
1: out of the equation the nats uh, Barbs, phillies are and mets are all basically like within a game of each like almost entirely even in terms of win loss record
0: yeah and everybody's under 500 in their last 10 games the entire yeah. NL East is under 500 in the last 10
2: games and some of that's a cooling off effect like the phillies and the mets had a very hot start mm-hmm. um and so it's not surprising that they're cooling off the mets appear to be Metsing right now <laughs> so. um I, I have to tell you, I take a certain amount of joy in the Phillies losing, like more than normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I'm just like, hey guys, like I, I Bryce is fine, whatever. I have made my peace with with all of that business. Um, but like how, how are those shenanigans going to do for you when you're actually not like winning, when you don't have a win percentage of 700?
0: Like- Did you guys see the video of Bryce getting himself ejected the other day? Oh, yes.
1: I didn't watch it. I just heard about it. Oh,
0: my God. It wasn't even his strikeout. His manager was already out arguing with the ump. And he took it upon himself to leave the dugout, trip on the way up the stairs, run up to where his manager was already arguing with the ump, pushed his manager to the side.
2: And this is Gabe Kapler, who could probably bench press all of us collectively.
0: Mm -hmm. And get in the ump space himself. Gabe tries to push him back out of the way. He does. He elbowed him. And Bryce pushes him again.
2: At any point, Adam the
0: Phillies come out to restrain Bryce Harper, who then gets tossed in the fourth.
2: Did he get suspended for that? I don't think so, but he should have because, you know, um, and we'll talk about this later in terms of Tim, Tim Anderson and, and other people besides mm-hmm. us, you should listen to and read. But I can't believe that like Tim Anderson got suspended over some some absolute bullshit um, and Bryce Harper managed to make contact with like an umpire and his manager and not
1: got suspended.
0: I don't know that he made contact with the umpire. He certainly made contact with the manager.
1: That's probably why he didn't get suspended, but it's still bullshit. Uh. He should.
0: I mean, it was just like, and I, don't get me wrong. Like I love Shouty Bryce in some circumstances. This was frankly embarrassing. Like he should feel really, he he should be ashamed of himself. I don't think that's going to happen. No, neither do I, but he (laughs) should.
2: Like, yeah, I have to say, so I guess when, when Dusty came on, he's like, and I didn't like the quote at the time, and I'm still not in love with it, but he's like, my job is to, like, make a man out of Bryce Harper. <laughs> um. But, like, it, it, what it turned out to be is my job is to make him behave in more mature ways than he currently was. Yeah. Given the inconsistencies in his managers pre- previous to that, which I, I kind of came to understand is that was a lot of his job. Yeah. Like... I, I am trying to envision a world in which uh, Bryce tries to shove Dusty Baker aside to yell at an umpire. Oh, oh my God. And I'm not like, like I, and that's obviously like an age thing. It's a, it's a respect thing. Well, but Dusty like, would have mentioned for a week. Yeah. Dusty would have been like, sit yeah. your ass down and shut up. Um, basically,
0: you would have gotten a toothpick to the eyeball.
2: Yeah, like, D- D- Dusty was the adult we needed, and yeah. we don't have any adults anymore.
0: Nope. I need him to the Phillies, apparently, unless Jake Arietta takes it upon himself to be one. since that oh, was the other thing
2: that came into that. Let's hope not. Jake Arietta can
0: shut up. Yeah. No, he's an asshole. But I have to say that on a rare occasion that I agree with him, I have to acknowledge that. And I don't necessarily agree with him saying what he said to the press. What did he say? Oh, he just called out Bryce. Oh, okay. And, like, I don't know that it was a good thing that he told the press what he thought about that situation. But I think the way he felt and what he thought about it was completely, completely right. And, you know, even a broken clock is right twice to a day. He basically <laughs> was like, you can't be doing that. It is the fourth. Like, you yeah. need to be in the game. This is absurd. What are you doing?
2: Yeah. And, and Bryce is a frequent flyer uh, in terms of, of ejections.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Um, and we we saw that, and some of the ejections he had were were frankly kind of nonsense, and were reputational ejections. That one, I'm like, oh, yeah,
1: but that is a deserved <laughs> <and> <laughs> ousting.
0: Yeah, um, like, you know, if Jake Arrieta wants to use his general horribleness to try to get Bryce in check, sure, I'm not against that. Try to do something good for the world. Yeah, like
2: can, can, obviously, when Bryce was here, he had Jason Worth to be like, oh my God, stop that.
0: Yeah, but I feel right. like Bryce and Zim, and to a lesser extent, Desi, were the adults in the room, even yeah. when Matt Williams wasn't. He needs, uh, Yeah, he needs a dad in the
2: dugout. Yeah, and <laughs> because the Phillies are, like, young and good at baseball, I'm not going to be Jake Garrieta. Oh, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, you know,
0: if you want to just be constructive, with his time, I'm not going to argue. I
2: anyway. stand by my...
0: Yeah, but so clearly not all is well in the Phillies clubhouse. If your yeah. asshole star pitcher is calling out your asshole outfielder and people are shoving the manager around. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that possibly is the type of culture
1: they're trying to breed there. I don't know. I don't you know. Like I stranger things have happened.
0: I saw something on Twitter a few weeks ago that actually I feel like explained a lot about Phillies fan culture to me. Um okay. Some dude, and I can't remember who it was, like a lot of people were talking about their feelings about on Twitter, a lot of Nats fans, um, me included. And he, God, I wish I could remember who this guy was. He basically posted something about like all these Nats fans trying to talk about their feelings to like make other fan bases understand like why they're upset. Like, no, nobody cares. Here's what you do with all of your feelings. Boo it out. <laughs> You're upset, you boo it out. You're happy, you boo it out you're mad? You boo it out. And I was like, oh, is that why they do that? They're actually trying to communicate emotion in the only way they know how.
2: <laughs> okay, but it sounds like you're descri- like, it sounds like you're David Attenborough trying to describe them. <laughs> like,
1: is that, I mean, is that... That much of a stretch
0: <laughs> I mean, I just feel like I understand a lot more now. Like silly fans don't know how to process their emotions, so they just boo
1: or light something on fire, depending on the situation, <laughs> yeah, or, or throw or a that. battery at Santa Claus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a while ago,
2: to be fair. Yeah, yeah, never forget that one. <laughs> that one's a that one. Once you throw a battery at Santa Claus, that that one's going to be a permanent strike on your record. <laughs>
0: Um, no, but I mean, I really, I really do feel like I understand better now. Like, math fans don't tend to boo a whole lot. It's not, it's not a big thing.
1: Except for Bryce Harper.
0: I have to say you I was there I'm and saying?
1: I was deeply, deeply embarrassed being there while that was happening. A non-baseball friend of mine texted me about it and was just like, and her words were, that was a whole ass yikes. <laughs> it was a whole ass yikes. It was a whole ass yikes. And I was really, really embarrassed. to be in that stadium while that was going on i mostly was like look bryce
2: harper wants to do a heel turn but like so bryce harper is doing a heel turn and that's fine like i i respect a good heel turn like he was face now he's heel that's what i know about wrestling but like initially when he got there he was like sulking in the dugout and i'm like if if you're gonna come and like be a heel like i want him to be as into it as the fans are into it in making him a heel and so like for the first part of it i was like oh my god he's just like slugging in the dugout and not gonna come out and like soak up the rain of booze and whatever and then later in the game obviously when he hit a yeah. whole bunch off of us um he did that and so that made me feel i don't know better about the whole situation but at the beginning i'm just kind of like this is just so so stupid and petty Mm -hmm. Like we offered him a a terrible, terrible contract and he said no to it. I'm like, we offered him a Bobby Bonilla contract. Oh, I mean, times 50. (laughs) Yeah. Like he would have been paid in 2072. And I'm like, climate change is real. We don't know that 2072 is happening. Mm
1: -hmm. The first time I saw that number, I was like, that's a typo, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's not actually the year. 2027? Did you yeah. mean 2020s. No. Nope. I was like, no, because that would still, that would be a reasonable thing. So <laughs> anyway, blah, enough
0: about this. Enough about this. Um, Breaking news from Twitter, which by the time everybody's hearing this, will already know. Um, Zim is going on the 10-day IL with plantar fasciitis. It's apparently the other foot than the one he had really bad a couple of years ago. Oh, great. <sighs> but I am really sad because... So the thing I didn't mention about the Rocky series, he's been at 999 dollars mm, RSBI, yeah. and Grace and I actually made a sign, and I wrote yeah. Total fool" on the back, but it didn't help. We made a sign congratulating him on 1000 and he didn't get it, which actually was really not on him. He had a pretty good offensive... Series yeah. against the Rockies, but just nobody would get on base ahead of him.
1: Not much you can do except hit a solo shot in that situation, right? And he just didn't. He,
0: yeah. he didn't hit a homer in the series. Um, he had, and he had hit two solo homers in the game before. So I thought it was a pretty good bet. So we made a sign, and he didn't get it. And now he's on the IL, and I'm sad. I, I am oh,
2: yeah. kind of glad that they were like, you know what, ten day IL, because with Tony and I'm like. Guys, just put him on the IL. It's literally ten days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean
0: that's fair. I I'm I'm bummed that he's injured. I'm not sorry that they are acting appropriately for his injury. I'm yeah. always in favor of that.
2: Yeah. Um I'm I'm more mad that Tony's been day-to-day for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: he and- admittedly like came back after a few days, got hit again. Stop hitting Tony.
1: This has been a PSA. Sorry. Continue yeah I yeah. at this
0: point with Trey with the broken finger and then Tony like we've got we got a lot of we got a lot of infield uh, mishaps happening. although I would say Kendrick I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't actually know he played third. I he don't think be, he did either. <laughs> he's pretty respectable over there. like he's yeah. not you know Tony he's not Fernando. but like he's he's making some good hot corner reaction plays he and can he hold down has- the making good throws
2: to first yeah given given his age and given that his you know ankle came off last season oh. I'm looking to see if he's ever played third
1: base before I think he has but like not a lot like as a you know a spot coverage situation yeah he so has- when he came here it was like okay maybe it would be shorter to list the positions he hasn't played um, yeah he played 17 games at, at third base
2: for the Dodgers in 2016, yeah.
0: Okay, so 17 games three years ago.
2: Yeah, before that he had played third base once
0: for the Angels in 2006. So he's he's doing much better than he has any right to do, frankly, over there. And Jake Knoll also, I guess, is a third baseman, which is just funny considering the Zim-Doppelganger yeah. thing. Um uh, And he looked good over there too, particularly for a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Is he, com-
1: is he coming back up now with Zim on the IL, or is it? No, Fetty. Fetty. So we're gonna get, run light, be- light bench, heavy bullpen. Oh, yeah, Apparently. I mean, yeah. Not that we're gonna use any of them, but
2: I'm <laughs> glad
0: to have them there. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually wouldn't be surprised if we see Noel again soon. I think yeah. he's looked pretty respectable. He had, I think, an RBI double in Denver, uh, which was his first yeah. hit, but his second RBI because he had the RBI walk off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I kind of
2: at this point in the season how do I put this? And I know this sounds very pessimistic, given that it's April. I'm kind of like, whatever happens? Could we have some fun and like, try to not mismanage things horribly?
0: No, I don't agree with you. I think in the context of last season, it just kind of feels like we're there again. Like you've been calling it the medium place. It it really is like we're we're hovering around 500. Some good stuff happens and bad stuff happens. I think what's so frustrating is that like, other parts of the team are playing well, and the bullpen is just grounding them. And so that's why it feels a little demoralizing. Not because, like, you can't ever have fun while you're losing, but because, like, we are handing games back to opponents on a silver platter. And they know it. Yeah.
2: Like, they know that we have to have, a, a in some cases, a 12-run lead. Mm-hmm um, to make sure that we win against, you know, uh, basically to, to fi- because our bullpen is so bad. Like I'm thinking about that game against the Mets where we just beat them into the ground and then the, and then it was a save situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I like, so, yeah, I'm like, I'm not upset about the, the losing or being at, or hovering around 500. It's that this is such an obvious problem that it's, I'm angry that no one's fixing it. Not that it exists. Does that make Sign sense?
2: Craig
0: Kimbrell. Sign Craig Kimbrel. Sign Craig Kimbrel. But then, when would we use him? He. I, do. Have, I mean, he wasn't lights out last season. He's not going to fix an entire bullpen. He would be a move. I mean, he could be a very reliable setup guy. Which yeah, I love a him lot in the A
1: significant amount of weight off of Do,
0: but I would totally love him in the eighth. And I think with a couple of other moves, it could be enough. I don't think he alone would be enough. And we would have
1: to also, you know, he would have to actually get played. I bet Bearclaw would probably be a pretty respectable setup, man. If he was allowed to stay in the damn game. Yeah. So. But,
2: I, we have, we have come full circle and yeah. I agree with you, Laura, that like, this is a case of, we can absolutely have fun when we're, when we're, you know, losing, but like the losing is dumb ways to lose. Um, it's yeah, just, which also, is just inherently
0: less fun.
2: I don't think we're going to win the NL East is my point. Like, I think that this, that a, a, another year of the team like this, and if they made some like big ish moves in the off like this off season was obviously plagued by not knowing if Bryce was going to stay or go. Mm-hmm. Um, but like getting among other, things. among other things, um, but like getting a couple of bigger pieces in the off this, you know, or or like a big free agency ish move, um. And I know we don't have those anymore in baseball. Um, <laughs> we made some of the only ones that were made. Yeah, and and like we actually did have a pretty respectful offseason bull, bullpen aside. Well, uh, I'm pretty
0: happy with Corbin. I don't know about you guys.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I really am very. Is it? Is it me? Why does everyone keep talking about
1: how hot he is?
2: <laughs> I haven't noticed. I'm I was like him.
1: Isn't he just kind of like a skinny generic rather than the like... Hang on.
0: I gotta remember what he looks like. Yeah, I yeah. don't have a super distinct mental image of him. I just remember him looking fine. He is yeah. no Craig Stammen. <laughs> <laughs> well.
2: <laughs> like, do I want to write a, tra- a tractor theme romance novel about him? I don't. Yeah, no, I think he's fine. I don't yeah. think he's great. Yeah. I think he's fine. Cor- Corbin seems fine. Like, Like, starting pitching seems pretty good.
0: Max got his 2,500th strikeout. Yes. He's just getting no goddamn run support. He's really the one pitcher yeah. that is just getting no goddamn run support. Now, he hasn't been as great as he can be Yeah, at that really bad start. But he's had a bunch of games where he's been, like, perfectly reasonable. Yeah. And he's just getting no run support. He's
2: so He's getting de
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um. Speaking of the Mets metzing, DeGrom's elbow was barking, but yet he did not get an MRI.
0: I think he ultimately did.
2: Okay. Just what? like
0: several days later than he should
2: have. Could you invent like a Mets sized MRI of just like a very small MRI machine that they can like carry on portably and just be like, actually, we should use
1: this. I was going to say, the more e- the easier solution would just be, I don't know, like, chloroform,
0: and then just like, whoops, somehow you found yourself in an MRI machine. <laughs> well, but it wasn't, even de- it wasn't DeGrom not wanting one. Like, that was Syndergaard's bullshit. But, like, it was just the team was like, you know what, never mind, you're fine, we're not going to do that. Poop, Which, it's yeah. a diagnostic! There's no downside! No, like, there's yeah. not even radiation! Like, you just have to lie down for an hour. Like,
2: it- I guess if he had a Swiss Army knife, he'd have to take it out of his pocket and leave it outside the room, but, like, that's it. <laughs> Um, my dad used to bring his Swiss Army knife into MRIs because oh, he wanted no. to magnetize it um, to make it easier to make a magnetized screwdriver.
0: Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, it was
2: great. It, oh, it actually worked really well.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. There has to be a better way to do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can just buy a magnetized screwdriver, K. Okay? Yeah. Um, speaking of which, there's ladies' night at a local hardware store and we should talk.
0: Okay, I'm going
2: to go. I yeah. was so
0: proud of myself. I did so much like, handyman stuff, putting things up. Good for you. And, like, fixing things, and, like, my smoke alarm started chirping the other night, and I didn't even know where the smoke alarms were in my new place, and I, like, figured everything out in the middle of a stupid night when I was half asleep. Like, I just feel like as my, like, tool moms, I'm living up to your <laughs> honor that I feel like you've bestowed upon me. Um, good for you. Can you Thanks. fix our bullpen? Uh, so oh. flat.
1: Uh, Believe me, if this could be fixed with um, practical application of power tools and like <laughs> plumber's tape, this would have been fixed by now.
0: Honestly, <laughs> I would have uh, just like driven
1: up and been like, all right, guys, <laughs> it's I've so got a nail gun <laughs>
2: <laughs> and a lot of opinions about wood grain. Let's do this. <laughs> I'll just build them new arms out of, <laughs> out of PVC. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm like, I, I have done a, a number of I have made mechanical robot arms before. Not good ones, but like at this yeah. point they don't need to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: they have more control than Trevor Rosenthal. Yes, good. Yeah. So uh, I
2: did build a robot at one point uh that took a a, a hit to the to a drivetrain and it could only like turn left for a while, and that's what Trevor Trevor Rosenthal feels like. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, oh, it's really good! Oh, no. No. No.
0: Left, 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 left!
2: (laughs) Yeah, the Rockies
0: game he came into was pretty painful because it was a close game, and we actually ended up making not a full comeback in the ninth, but what would have been a full comeback if it weren't for him just, like, completely losing not even just the strikes on like the plate it was like two wild pitches a walk a hit by pitch like it was a close game and we would have won it if they had even just pulled him after a batter like they'll pull anybody else but like oh rosenthal has already hit a guy and is throwing wild pitches up the wazoo maybe we shouldn't let him wear this but no Mm -hmm. like joe ross only gets one batter but trevor rosenthal who's clearly not figuring anything out gets to stay in and allow like four
1: months i feel really bad for the guy like i I point i'm like it's not it's not his fault at this like it's not his fault at this point
0: but it's just not working like they should never once it was so obvious that he like had gotten worse again because i think they were optimistic because his previous appearance he had been more reasonable but
1: then then you get one more try and then you say okay
0: yeah, like, after two batters, when it was clear that he wasn't throwing anything remotely over the plate, he should have been gone. He has pitched in seven
2: games, and he's at negative .9 war. Oh, Jesus. I'm surprised it's that so high. Literally, yeah, it, maybe, maybe it feels like it should be lower, but literally, of the seven games he's pitched, he's lost one of them. Yeah. Is his
0: ERA still, like, 30?
2: It's 36. I mean, it was infinity, so, like, this is better. <laughs>
0: yeah, what was really depressing about the game that he came into with the Rockies was his DRA actually came down.
2: Yeah, even though he had pitched poorly because, yeah. like, an out was scored.
0: Yes, yeah. he allowed, like, four runs, but his DRA still came down.
2: Uh, it was
0: 40-something when he came in.
2: Yeah, so. I, he needs – I'm glad he has yipsitis. Yipsitis is easier to deal with in Harrisburg. Like, that's where we send pitchers to to fix him. So, like, let's, let's, let's make sure
0: he gets fixed.
2: Yeah, let's let's make sure that that he gets whatever help he needs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just give the guy a chance to actually figure himself out. I mean, Jesus, this isn't fair.
2: Do you remember when we sent Drew Storen down after pitching him in the second p- game of a doubleheader and making him IV? Yep, he was better. That was the flu game? game. Yeah, that was the flu yeah. game.
1: He was better than Trevor Rosenthal. <laughs> And he came back and had like the lowest ERA for like a solid season or something like that.
2: And then we hired yeah. Applebond because we don't know what we're doing.
0: <laughs> I think the reason I'm so like sensitive about being one away from a milestone, like with Zim with the nine ninety nine, is that I will never ever get over storing forever at twenty nine saves. Mm. I'm never gonna get over that. I'm just not. Oh, speaking of clip, clip is up again. Yeah, I was gonna Ooh. mention that earlier, and then
1: the Where? conversation went to a different place. Cleveland.
0: Oh right, I did see that. Yeah. What's he doing?
1: I don't know yet. <laughs> I have a couple of unopened um, Google notifications. But... He has one game <laughs> and an ERA of zero. Oh. So.
2: Yeah. Um, at one point one innings pitched, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: comeback so that...
1: time. <laughs> we could really use it right now.
2: It's,
0: it's just, just not. Same since you went away. Matt that is Grace stole so your eyewear. <laughs> 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 oh, good. We have all noticed that then. <laughs> yes, Matt Grace with the goggles. Yes. Yeah, yes. Matt Grace has been wildly inconsistent. He's had some games where I'm like, oh, you did really good. And then other games where I'm like, why are you here? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and again, like, he's a 6th, 7th inning guy. So, like, that's sort of normal. Like, yeah. if you were better he would be better.
0: True. I just feel like he doesn't seem to have much of a happy medium.
2: Yeah. uh, Like, he either
0: does really, really well, or he implodes.
1: uh, Anyway. Since you sang our theme song, I think it's probably time to wrap this up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a seat for you right next to do... Not immediately. (laughs) I I have more more updated updated, (laughs) updated lyrics, though. They're coming to me hot and (laughs) fast. But we do have a couple things to plug, Laura, your
1: um, podcast finally aired.
0: So I was on the Lady Science podcast, and it was really fun. Um, I've been plugging this for the last couple of episodes because I wasn't 100% sure when it was going to air. But I guess they were waiting for the season to be into full swing. Um, So if you are interested in hearing me talk about some of the same stuff we talk about here, but with some different people and a slightly different focus, um, the Lady Science podcast, which you can find on Twitter, or on really anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, it was me and um, Anna, who's one of their hosts, and Alexis LaMarche, who mm-hmm. did some cool work at Saber Seminar, including um, the survey about baseball player attractiveness. That We have referenced which, several times. Yes, Chris Heisey was in the top five. So if you want to hear us talk about that, Um, You can go check me out on the Lady Science podcast. I will retweet it again from the uh, podcast account, and we will link to it. Um, And then, Sid, your uh, season preview? So, um,
2: yes. So, for Baseball Perspectives, I and uh, Patrick Dubuque wrote the National Season Preview. Um, that is available in print, which is wild to me. Like, I own a thing that has my name in it and, like, <coughs> a professional printer printed it. Um, and so they did, like, season... Uh, or not season, team, like, section books. So if you don't want to buy all of Baseball Perspectives and just want, like, the national sort of season reader, um, that is available. Um, and you should you should get it. In addition to the national season preview and, like the profiles of, of the team for the season. There are also a couple of essays in there um, that they threw in. So uh, well worth it if you do not have, you know, room on your bookshelf for a giant baseball prospectus.
1: Um, and then the last, th- well, not the last thing. We have a couple of our normal last things, but we mentioned earlier in this podcast um, about or this episode about, Tim Anderson getting hit by a pitch after flipping his bat and then it turned into a huge thing. And then he got suspended for language for one um, game for one game. And, um, we, we kind of decided that we don't really have anything to say that hasn't already been said, but there has been some good stuff out there that has been said that we are definitely going to link to, um, what, uh, on Twitter when this episode goes up, but, uh, there was an article by
0: Brad from William Davis, um, what was the name of it? Um, MLB honors Tim Anderson the way it honored Jackie Robinson by telling him to shut up. Yeah, so, so that's is by Brad from William Davis in the New York Daily News. There's been a, a lot of good coverage, particularly by black baseball writers. Um, and this was one of the articles that we liked the best. Mm-hmm. And so rather than contribute our two cents, we figured we'd link to what's been said really, really well by black baseball writers. Mm -hmm. about the situation where Tim Anderson was suspended for using racially charged language as a black man against a white man who had just thrown a hundred mile projectile at him.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, And the other article I have linked um, in addition to the one in the, in the New York daily news, which was really good and people should read it um, is one by uh, Shakia Taylor in baseball perspectives about how Mm -hmm. baseball social media will use um, black slang and uh, AAVE, um, but yet there is a suspension and, and makes money off of it and tried to promote Jackie Robinson through like beer commercials, despite the fact that Jackie Robinson did not drink.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that was disgusting.
2: Yeah, they did. They did take that down. Um, but like the idea that anyone thought that was a good idea was just yeah. awful. They
0: took down the Twitter post. There were commercials on MLB TV though. Oh my god. The okay. Same thing. I saw several of them.
2: Okay. Um, he had diabetes. Anyways, yeah. whatever. Um, and so, on the one hand, making money off of basically monetizing um, Black language mm-hmm. um, and Black image, but also suspension of Tim Anderson for yeah. using what they are deeming racially charged language for a game, which is, and like, they effectively didn't suspend the pitcher who hit him because yep. they suspended him for five games, which is essentially an extra day of rest. Yeah. Yep. So read them, check them out, give them good and feedback. It,
1: and if you have any that you might that you think that we might be interested, please, we uh, absolutely welcome that information. You know, contact us in our normal ways. But the one thing that's coming back is uh, for us, uh, queer fancy sets is back.
0: Yeah, so Queer Fancy Stats is back. Um, Jen decided that rather than continue to only do donations for when bad things happen on LGBT issues in MLB, that it would actually be really cool to do some positive stuff in terms of do little stats because he's such a great ally. Um, And so Sid helped in picking a new stat to track.
2: And uh, so the stat being tracked is Gimli, which is a a game leverage index. So basically how close is the game and in what situation is due being called in, Um, which ranges from like less than one is a low leverage to, you know, three and four, which is like, you know, two guys on and no outs. And it's a, you know, one run game or something like that, Um, which would which would elevate that.
0: So April's total is up to $50.66 with three games remaining. So it looks like this is going to be a pretty lucrative month for Smile DMV, which is the local LGBT charity that um, Sean and Aaron have actually gotten really involved in personally. Um, So that's the one that this month's donations are going to. There also, I believe, was some bonus donation coming in from the fact that Murphy did get reactivated off the IL for the last Nats-Rockies game. Um, Not that he did anything particularly useful in it, but I believe there was a bonus donation for that as well. Um, So if you're interested, as always, check out Queer Fancy Stats on Twitter. Feel free to ask any questions over there. We're also happy to answer questions on our end and direct you if you're having trouble finding the account. Um, There is also, if you're interested, there is a new, Rocky's account that has taken over the day-to-day Daniel Murphy donations. And that is at Basis for Pride. And I
2: will say this is the first season in which, you know, uh Jen has done queer fancy stats, obviously with the explicit endorsement of Sean Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> which was awesome. Yeah, yeah, like like not just like this is a, a way to basically offset dealing with Daniel Murphy, but like Sean is is not just like okay with it, but into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So,
0: there were some Gimli gifts going back and forth. And there will probably be a lot more.
2: Yeah. So get get your gimly gifts ready. Um, we we would, you know, Sean Doolittle and and his axe apparently.
1: <laughs> I think that's going to be it for us to uh, this this go around. As always, catch us our website uh, restingpitchface.com, our Twitter restingpitchface with no G. That's usually the best way to get a hold of us. Um, but you can also email us at restingpitchface at restingpitchface@gmail.com. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Let's go Nats. Let's go nuts! Let's go nuts! And uh, Laura, do you want to sing us out? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please come back, Tyler. It's just not the same since you went away. Matt Brace stole your eyewear. There's a seat for you right next to do. And we really need you to pitch the A. Besides, like there's no other team uses chocolate sauce to celebrate.